0: Welcome to the Joe Blow Gamer Podcast, where we talk about video games in the world of being a parent, still with all the love of gaming, but none of the time to consume it all. Because
1: we're parents. Nailed we it. We have jobs. And kids. So we decide to take on more responsibility by trying to record this podcast for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, we are recording in the wee evening.
0: Yeah, eight, nine o'clock.
1: Yeah. I've got a drink with me this time. So if you hear some tinkling of ice
0: cubes and stuff. That's Nick being the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's Trick, me. Drinking some scotch.
1: <laughs> always pretending to be cool <sighs> by emulating the things I've seen in movies.
0: <laughs> so, video games. Yeah uh you've been playing them yeah actually i finally finished resident evil
1: nice you got past that uh
0: i got past that stupid fucking boss battle there's like three more that i definitely don't remember at least not that intense in the original i feel like they
1: small spoiler warning i do remember there being like a giant blobulous thing you fight on the train or the subway or something you
0: well you escape on the subway Okay. Um, but like on, the, on the giant... elevator lift, the big giant guy uh, okay. kind of like comes out and he t- rips his shirt off because he needs the flexibility, I guess. <laughs> and he's I on need to be able to stretch. And at one point he's on fire. And I was like, this is unnecessary.
1: <laughs> I just remember at one point in time I had like a buttload of the machine gun ammo because it was never very effective. And I remember this big giant... Like blob-like thing moving towards you, and it was just like, brrr, click, click, reload, <laughs> it was just like unloading. Like, You're like, this isn't because it was just work. this. Yeah, it was just this isn't. This is kind of cool, but really kind of stupid too.
0: Yeah, yeah. When that, that, I think I got really annoyed when that game just went into action game mode because it's not built for it. I was like, I just, I just, I should walk down a hallway. I should get scared. I should put a bullet in a zombie's head. It goes down. I solve puzzles. Like this should not be this like running away from bad guys and like dodging and like having the right amount of ammo. Like I don't know. It seemed to be a lot. It and I, I know some of it's. Caught up in what the game was, but I feel like in updating it, they should have updated the style as well. They should have been like, "Here it is, you get all your nostalgia, but also just a little bit better." Like, it's if you know. Yeah.
1: I mean i I feel like they did do that, right? And I know what you're trying to get at. Like, I just feel like that sentence makes it sell it short. Like, no. they didn't make it any better. <laughs> Like, no, it, I mean, they it was. It.
0: they definitely made it better. They, they improved stories and obviously the graphics are amazing. The gameplay is better than the original gameplay because you're not it's not third person like fixed angle. Um, right. And so that aspect is just to me personally, I really feel like the game would have even if it was the, as simple as if you score a headshot, the zombie goes down. The fact sure, that I was right. not only spending like four rounds into a zombie's head just to knock him down, they still got back up. I'm like this is not not this A this isn't canon for zombies anywhere. And B, right. I, you don't give me enough ammo and I can't run away often. Like
1: Yeah, it seems like they should have tried to it would have been a tricky process but to measure out if headshots were better than almost give you slightly less ammo. Yeah but in a way that rewards somebody that can take the time and nail that headshot, as opposed to just like, well, this is how we forced you to have low ammo, so you were stressed, was just no headshots, basically.
0: Exactly, yeah. Like, Last of Us did a great where you didn't have a lot of ammo, but if you landed a headshot, you took them down.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's very true.
0: Um, But mostly what I wanted to talk about with Resident Evil uh, since I've spent a lot talking about it the past two podcasts is, sure. uh, is the topic of game difficulty. I was, okay. um, and just a little recap last episode, we talked about boss battles being obnoxious. And so I was stuck on this really epic boss battle. It was basically this like m- malformed creature that it's the third fight and he just keeps getting bigger and more horrific the more you fight him and so it's this final fight and you have to run around and there's all this ammo everywhere and it's just and I had right before he attacks me I had spent all my ammo on all of these zombies like surrounding me so like I had no ammo my health was dead like one hit from this guy literally just bumping oh. into me and I would die and it was like the thing Longino said was like I, I was like I think I just played this game wrong I was about to be done and I used to get annoyed by this when you die a bunch and a game goes, You want to go uneasy? I used to uh get so annoyed by it. And I had such an epiphany when I got that this time. And I was like, You know what? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I owe owe nothing to no one. I just want (laughs) to enjoy this game. In fact, you owe me. I paid money for you. I want to finish this fucking game. And And I had this realization that, like, all over the years, especially. Uh, into into parenthood, um it wasn't a feeling of pride when I got past those moments in video games where I just spent hours in frustration and wanting to throw my controller. It wasn't pride when it was over; it was relief. I was just right. like, "Oh, finally!" That's
1: a, it's a finally over. Yeah, sort of it's not, I'm not proud okay. of
0: myself. I'm not happy, and it's not something where I'm like, I can talk like I forgot to the end. I'm like, I just want to have, especially at this age, I'm like, I just want to have fun. I want to enjoy a game. I love a challenge. And I keep, I'll keep it on normal. But if a game gets to that point, I'm just, I'll be like, fuck it, go to easy, can move along. Like, it's too much stress.
1: That's yeah, that's actually really fascinating, especially since knowing, uh, knowing you as well as I do, that in your regular life, you're the exact opposite. Like you do like, set yourself up for those impossible odds, and like, yes, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna knock it down. I'm gonna perfect it, and I'm gonna make it mine whereas I guess that's maybe I'm answering my own question midway is because you do that when you're trying to go for your escapism, (laughs) you're like, I'm just give me the, give me the, I'm like, I just spent five months doing this. Yes. Give me the paved road where I just walk along. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a very interesting subject line because a lot of games nowadays have been tackling that exact thing in sort of a lot of interesting ways. Um, some even like including things that are just like uh, story difficulty, meaning like, hey, literally just walk through this game. Yeah, but you're just gonna, you're basically invincible. You'll be able to see the story. I don't know that I've ever gone that far. I do, I do enjoy some difficulty, because I, I I will have those moments of uh, uh, of triumph. Uh, but yeah, I think. In more recent years, I do have—I agree with you that many times I like to feel pushed just far enough. Like, I want to be pushed to a seven. Right. You know, like, that, like, perfect, like, ooh, I did it, and I feel good about—like, Portal is a perfect example of that with intelligence. Yes. Where— I feel like I'm a genius, but really the game like completely directed me in right. the right direction. <laughs> like It was beautifully designed to make you do that, but you felt like a genius for doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so getting that with difficulty is also a thing. Uh, I'm also a very strange player because I like to kind of... In a lot of games, I like to kind of get a one-up on, uh, on the game. Yeah. And very much like, oh, I'm going to stay back here and grind this thing. Or I'm going to upgrade this thing past where I maybe should be (laughs) so that when I reach that boss, it's like, haha, fuck you, I don't work to you. You didn't see this coming. (laughs) But that being said, about a year or two ago, I I played uh, Dark Souls 3 and uh, I used a guide for the whole thing. Mm -hmm. That game has no difficulty selection, but uh, I just decided to use a guide uh, because... uh, one I have a a real bad like uh FOMO when it comes to like equipment in games mm-hmm. and th- those games are like super bad about like oh you didn't do this at this time and you didn't take a left turn and see this tiny little thing so you'll never get that cool dragon sword sorry <laughs> which a lot of people love but that like stresses me out um so yeah there is like a a lot of weird like machismo over difficulty yeah um that I don't really understand. A lot of gatekeeping sort of attitude about
0: it. Yeah, there's a whole um, pe- people feeling. It's that whole like mobile gaming's not gaming crowd who is just like they you know everything's got to be super hard and only a, a handful of us can video game and the rest of you guys are losers who do life or something. Yeah, yeah.
1: You just play bejeweled and 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 those candy crush and shit. You're less than us because yeah. we play real hard games, right? Uh, Yeah, that conversation popped up very recently, because speaking of Dark Souls, who is made by From Software, they're known, they have now made a niche for themselves of making these very difficult games. Like I said, Dark Souls has no difficulty curve. They just released Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. It's this very cool looking samurai game where you have like a weird kind of robot arm, and it looks very rad. And I was like, oh. This is totally a game that I'm interested in. And then I watched some gameplay and I read some articles about it. And it's like extremely difficult. And it's not Dark Souls. You don't like really level up. You don't get uh, better stats. In other words, you can't do what I was explaining before. I can't cheese it. I can't grind out a moment to like, I just have enough health that I can make my way through this whether I'm very good or not because it's a lot of like parrying and very tight timing and all this stuff and the second I heard that I was like well I'm straight up not gonna play this because I don't have enough I don't have enough time in my life or it's like it's not even that I don't have enough time I could spend you know my mornings when I play games I could spend two hours fighting the same boss right there's nothing stopping me but it's like I don't have the energy for it yeah you know I don't want to just Hit my head against this until I completed it, only to reach another boss and do the same thing. Uh, so there, there was a conversation online that it was, it was very similar to what we're reaching now, where it's like some people that took the side of like, yeah, of course there should be a difficulty option in it. Why not? Like, what, what is it taking away from anyone else? Right. If you put it in an easy mode, but then a lot of people were like, no, it was the artistic. Intent of the game that it should be this way, and I don't. I don't want to take away. I don't want to just like mock somebody that has that standpoint, right? Because I, it's slightly valid, but I, I very strongly disagree with it. That, like, yes, that was the way the game was intended to play, but why would you just remove an entire audience of people just because they're not physically dexterous? You know, like, right. there, there's a whole conversation about. Uh, disabled people, like if you're not able to play the game, but let's say you're obsessed with samurai culture, you're know, like, shit, they made the game for me. Oh, I can't um, play. Right, <laughs> that's unfortunate. So yeah, it's a it's a very interesting conversation, and uh, uh, like Halo has approached it in a in a pretty interesting way over the past couple of years, where it's like it starts you on a difficulty, but then the one tick up is like how the game should be played, it, like. That sentence has a lot of weight to it. It's yeah. like, you're
0: like, so am mm, I not actually playing this game?
1: Right. So if I'm not playing it on harder, you're saying I'm not really playing the game? Right. Like, fuck you. That's a judgment call. But at the same time, it's like if this is the way the game is meant to be played, then that's normal.
0: Right. <laughs> like, Just call it normal mode.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then have it notched down. Like
0: and well, and I understand games like uh Cuphead, which is created to be difficult but in a way that's entertaining like yeah like Cuphead to me is just this absurd really hard thing kind of like Flappy Birds was just like this everybody was just like oh my god can you like it's so tough I can't constantly and it was just like this social craze of like who could do this hard thing? And that those things come every once in a while. But for the most part, if you're creating a video game with a story and you're trying to get an audience, you should just make it playable for everybody. And everybody should just be okay with, like, I know you and Longino are better at video games than me, but it doesn't make us, it just makes the our abilities different. You know, like it doesn't make someone less than just because they play on an easier setting or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point about Cuphead, because that was actually something that I did complete to the like I I finished. And I I don't know if that's literally just comes down to the way it's played. It's not a, hey, fight through these guys, get to this boss. And as you mentioned before, there wasn't much of a I mean, there's a story there. There's a cute, funny little story. But, you know, you're not playing cuphead for the story necessarily so it, it's things like that in like meat boy and trials it's that like hey i lost but guess what i'm but right back in it and right i'm trying the thing i was just trying before right oh i screwed up like you know my reset time is 10 minutes maybe that's a long time actually yeah. It's probably more like th- three three minutes maybe so i think something like that like a lot of quick repetition, maybe mm-hmm. I can stomach a lot better. Like, again, I I, I like a challenge. um, But yeah, I, I just, when it comes to like a, a, a big story moments or a, like when I'm really trying to drink in the atmosphere or something like that, uh, yeah, it, it's far less interesting to me in that
0: way. Yeah, I think it takes away from it. Like if you're really getting invested in a story and all of a sudden you can't move forward, a, like you can't move forward because whatever is happening is really difficult. Like it's that's in it of itself is tough, but especially if your checkpoint beforehand makes you run through the story over and over again to get to the thing that's complicated. I get so I'm just like, I am so fucking done with this game. I've seen the same scene 17 times and I want to throw my controller yeah. out the window.
1: I can't remember the last time I saw a game that did this, but if there's a game that has an unskippable cutscene yes. before a boss fight. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> my God. Yeah, it's interesting because I think, like, uh, I, you could trace it all the way back to, like, Doom. Because Doom's difficulty settings, or I think even Wolfenstein 3D's uh, settings were all, like... I'm not going to remember them off the top of my head, but it was very like when you got lower, it was like wimp (laughs) or like, you know, it's very like calling you like a chump because you couldn't do it. So, yeah, I think there's a long history of that sort of it's it's so funny that like games have a machismo to it when it's literally the nerdy, (laughs) you know, it's like it, it stems from a culture of, you know, inside generically you know cliche is that they're the overweight inside kids right and yet we're gonna some now now we're gonna bully each other
0: i i tweeted about it when i was when i went through that on resident evil and there was just a ton of comments just like oh my god someone else like everyone's coming out of the woodworks like thank god i was like okay good so i'm not crazy
1: yeah because i think there is like the average population is uh You know, we get so you get so deep in the weeds when you're like, you know, following like a subreddit or something like that that you forget that ninety percent of the people playing it are just very casually playing this, or they just picked up this game because they thought it was interesting or something like that. Yeah, and they haven't dedicated their entire waking lives to making sure that they can complete these games.
0: Right, and we should want people to be like video games. A is the highest grossing industry it makes more than movies and tv it's it's this giant thing it's growing exponentially every year it's like we want everybody to be into this as gamers you want i want more people to talk to video games about so video games should be more accessible to more people to in my opinion at least
1: yeah, I mean that being said, we're not saying take away the difficulty. No,
0: no, no. Like make it, They're, make yeah. it, make people absolute, make it as hard as they want.
1: Yeah, like Dark Souls should be as hard as they want to make Dark Souls, Absolutely. but they should have a journeyman's mode or whatever. Yeah, you know it. That's it's it, you know that's easier to say from this chair, I guess. Yeah, like yeah, just make that easy. Mode. <laughs> the game developers like, game fuck we like spent fuck you. thirty million dollars. <laughs> We barely <laughs> made this shit out in time. We were dying. It's like I didn't see my kids, and now you want me to just add another mode, sure. I'll the, go ahead and do that. That's like that for old you. thing of
0: like, hey, just I why can't why can't I see myself in mirrors in these video games? It's like, motherfucker, yeah. we have to render a whole other room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, but yeah. Um, so that was my epiphany this week.
1: Uh that being said, I have been playing more of Division Two
0: nice which uh kind
1: of ties in because the oddly the difficulty in that game is bizarrely high uh really? in a and an actually satisfying way though oh, um uh, it's strange though cuz that game very much seems like the difficulty was set to a point of like fuck you you're playing alone find some friends <laughs> like cuz once you play it with even another person let alone four people it makes it much more like enjoyable, like all the powers, all your oh, skills gotcha. work together. <laughs> You're not being the one focus of like, because the enemies are very adept at like flanking you and chucking a grenade behind your point or. multiple. Oh, so they, they flush you out and they'll get behind you and, and all sorts of stuff that make it tricky for you. Uh, so when you just have one other person that's taking that sort of. Taking some of that uh, attention off you. It makes it so much more easy. But uh, it's uh it's been a lot of fun. I've really, really enjoyed that game. As far as one of those, uh, and when I say that, I mean like the Destiny loot shooters that I explained. Hopefully you'll listen last time. I sort of explained it. It's that uh, treadmill game of get more loot to kill bigger guys to get better loot. This one has a story, but I have literally skipped past all of it. I'm, a, I'm usually a pretty, pretty big story person in games, but this one... <laughs> I buttoned through it. I don't care. But it's been a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, like the the arenas they set up, the combat, like when you get into those spots, they're really, really actually pretty interesting, especially when it comes to the story missions. Uh, sorry, rewinding a bit. This game is set in sort of like a, a Washington, D.C. that's gone completely amok. the The whole place is destroyed. Gangs have taken over. You're now some... Tom Clancy, literally Tom Clancy style soldiers that are there to get some satellites back so that the government can take back over so that things can be brought to control. But like one of the story missions is the, uh, uh, uh Air Force One has crashed. So you're like working your way through the wreckage up into Air Force One out through the tail. It's just very, very cool style things. There's the, uh, one of the, uh, oh shit, I'm going to fail my, uh, grade school here but one of the ma- major museums that is in Washington DC
0: <laughs> I don't know whatever it is
1: <laughs> aerospace museum uh you work your way through that it's very cool um the like the set pieces and then again the design of like where you're taking cover and uh, you just have a lot of options of moving around your opponents as they have a lot of options to move around you uh so I've been enjoying that a lot and it's very like the, the, the equipment and all the stats and stuff have a lot of depth to it. There's a whole lot of like, you have different sets of armor that are of the same brand. So that combo together to give you better stats, you can really build kind of like, Oh, I'm more of a tanky guy or I'm more of a damage guy. Nice. It's really interesting. It's been, uh, I've had a lot of fun playing it. Um, I'm reaching, what am I? I'm, I'm at level 26 of 30. And I think once you hit 30, there's a lot of sort of end game stuff that starts opening up. You get one more like key ability that opens up like a grenade launcher or a bow or something like that. Nice. So I, I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, other than that, real quick, I've been doing, I've been dipping back into my PSVR. It's been sort of sitting on my shelf. Uh, for a little bit
0: yeah what are you playing
1: i uh i bought beat saber because i saw you playing it and it looked interesting i've literally only played like four levels do you like it yeah it was one of those like much like super hot it was one of those games that when you're playing it i'm just kind of smiling and kind (laughs) of giggling to myself like oh my god this is so cool like it just makes like that's that it really is the beauty of vr it just kind of makes you feel like those things that you haven't felt in games before yeah and i, I don't want to like get a, you know people have talked about vr enough but it does it, it it is very cool it it has those aspects to it uh and then i've been slowly dipping my toe into skyrim vr as well
0: oh how is that
1: it is really cool i this is one of those situations where i do really wish i had uh, a pc Uh, headset because that would give me you know better video uh uh, just graphical fidelity like the the actual psvr equipment is great the lenses and you know everything it looks fine but the actual image graphics could probably look a little better plus mods it's such an old game i would like to be able to add in like some different equipment from the community. Is, They've been, you know, people have made so much stuff for that game.
0: Is it, is all of it it, uh, is all of Skyrim is available in VR? Oh, yeah.
1: You just jump into Skyrim. You are
0: playing Skyrim. Wow. In first person. Yeah. It's, As someone who has never played Skyrim, should I do it in VR or should I?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been doing, like, again, I've played maybe two hours. It's like, it's a little bit more difficult because, you know, you it, you're wearing a big helmet. I have a huge head, so no matter what these things do, there's always going to be some level of discomfort (laughs) after you've been doing it for a while. Um, But they have a ton of options as far as you can play it with a controller, you can play it with motion controllers, uh, you can do the sort of step turning, you can do smooth turning, you can teleport to move, you can just move, walk around to move. I like that. So... I initially started with my move controllers because you can actually, like, swing your axe to attack people. And, like, more importantly is that you can actually aim the bow and draw back the bow. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. (laughs) Uh, But the controls just dumbfounded me. I couldn't. It's the weirdest, like, you're in a VR helmet, so you can't ever look down. But it's like, if you know the move controllers, I'm sorry, I can't describe it to you if you haven't. It's like a little magic wand but they still have the four buttons square circle uh square x circle triangle and then it also has a middle button and two triggers but it's this bizarre like press square on the left one to move forward but triangle on the right one to turn right and <laughs> square to turn left yikes and then push in the middle button to like interact. i just i could never i'm like ah, i'm like walking into a i feel like i'm like five years old again like or just somebody that's (laughs) picked up a controller for the first time It's so so then i get to these guys i'm like yeah all right i'm gonna use my bow and then it's like flink miss flink miss (laughs) flink. all right i can't actually shoot a bow in real life i can't aim this shit so i put those down i picked up an actual controller did like natural moving and it's been a lot more fun you kind of get that you need to get your sea legs under you a little bit you know because you got that locomotion but it's been pretty cool i've I've enjoyed it so far like i i don't know that i'll stick with it i want to try it out some more
0: maybe i'll do it Um, i've been looking for like a good story game for vr
1: yeah i mean that's that's certainly the one um I think Fallout is in full VR, too, if that's more your I haven't Fallout played Fallout 4. either. Well, pick your poison if you like guns or if you like uh, swords and sorcery. I'm excited. But yeah, that's that's the stuff I've been playing.
0: Well, then what do we got for... Uh... News with Nick. Ah!
1: News with Nick. All right. I will try to do these as rapid fire as possible, then, because we have one big subject we kind of want to talk about. <clears throat> okay, Borderlands Three is coming out. Are you a fan of Borderlands?
0: Um, I, Isaac, Isaac lent it to me, and I, I had it four years ago, six years ago, something like that. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> you
1: still, you still have a copy. Of I it? still
0: have it. I haven't played it.
1: So, uh, PAX happened, and uh, Gearbox got up there, and they announced they're they are indeed making Borderlands Three. It comes out later this year. Uh, we'll see. They didn't give too too much information. It's like they have a billion guns instead of a million guns or something like that. Uh, some new uh, uh, characters to play as classes, but they didn't really give much information of some bigger changes. Is this going to be like a division style, like always online kind of game, or is it still just going to be like four people? I personally hope they do more than if they just release another Borderlands. Like okay. <laughs> games Over have that. moved on since yeah. then <laughs> um, but yeah uh, other than that uh, Sony has taken a page out of the Nintendo playbook uh, Nintendo has been very good with their Nintendo directs where they do sort of like a uh, a little mini press conference that's just all video and they'll dump them out and be like hey we got one coming up tomorrow uh, so they have they're calling them the Sony state of play And this was their first one that they've ever done. And they had, uh, it was a lot of, speaking of VR, they had a lot of VR announcements. Um, They started it out with an Iron Man VR that looks pretty rad. Like you play as Iron Man flying around. Yes, (laughs) please. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so it looked very like, uh, uh, it looked like one of those initial kind of, uh, what am I trying to say? Those just like proof of concept kind of I just shoot things that come at me things. Yeah. But people that have gotten their hands on said like, no, it's a lot more. It's actually a pretty full game and, and actually kind of rad. Nice. So I look forward to that. Uh the big uh uh talking point though was that No Man's Sky is gonna be playable fully in VR.
0: So good, so you can be disappointed in VR. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Let's, yeah, let's check your attitude there, mister. Uh, no, No Man's Sky. Yes, we were very down on that as it came out, as most people were. They've been doing a lot, a lot of updates. So one of the big, they added, uh, they revamped the sort of story stuff. They added building bases. Uh, they've One of the big updates they're going to add is actual full multiplayer. Oh. So you will seamlessly just be around a bunch of people. That's cool. And now you can play it in full VR. So we when we that for game first came out, we had talked about No Man's Sky could be a good game that I would be interested in in, in a year. Well, it's now been like two years, and maybe I'll actually play it now. Oh. So who knows?
0: Well that would be cool too to um fly fly a ship in VR and if the world well, Exactly if it's actually gotten better than yeah, I'll I'll give it another shot.
1: Um, let's see here speaking of Sony PSN as of very recently you can actually change your PSN name finally that's been a long awaited feature oh, good. I don't know about you I hate my PSN name Me because I made it a long time ago <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to change it to I just know I'm going to change it uh, there is a level of caveats there's like look up a list if you're like hey I'm super stoked to do this Do a little research, Google it. There's like five games that are like, hey, this is going to make you need to restart the games, like it'll corrupt your save. Oh, shit. I think the key one is Last of Us, the HD remake that came out on PS4. I think that one, if you change your name, you will have to start a new game to play that.
0: We still have to finish our playthrough of that, Nick. (laughs) Was
1: that the HD one, or is that... I,
0: th- I think it... Yeah, it was, because it had the the download, the DLC included in it. Oh.
1: Don't change your name, then. <laughs>
0: Damn it. <laughs> You're stuck. We're definitely going to finish playing it. <laughs> yes.
1: Let's see real quick. I don't know how much we have to say about it, but uh, it's very odd that uh, Valve has announced that they're going to make their own... Uh, VR headset. Oh. So they have the Vive.
0: Weren't they involved in making the Vive?
1: Yes. So, but that was actually HTC that manufactures it. But it was very weird because in my head, I always tied, you know, it's like Steam, Valve, and the Vive. It's all tied together. Right. But now Valve is like, nope, we got our own shit coming out. So... Not, not much more news of that county, like, but uh, I guess we'll see. We'll see what they have, uh, if they're going to bring anything new to the game or what, because that's a...
0: I feel like they would have to, right? To try to compete with the Vive and the Oculus, you'd have to come with either a much better system on the headset, like wireless, better resolution, everything, or new features like you don't need controllers, you could just use your hands because we have the Leap Motion built in or something like that, like... Otherwise, why, yeah. they, they'd be competing with juggernauts.
1: Yeah. That's the strange amount of information is that there, it will need like outside cameras. So you're already on like that sort of thing, which seems to be one of the big hurdles for people to get over because it does suck to like have to set up those little cameras yeah. every time you want to do some VR stuff.
0: It sucks even like my stuff set up in my office and... You know, you'd think, oh, well, that's all set there, and you just don't touch it, and you're fine. And it's like, no, my kids come in, and they knock it over, or I move a book, and it pushes it out of the way, and I have to reset it all the time. So they're a pain in the ass.
1: Yeah, the the PlayStation one, which is, quote-unquote, the easy one, it's that's the same way for me. It's like, you got to get that camera just angled right, because... Yeah. You know, my wife doesn't want a camera pointed at her when she's watching TV, so she'll (laughs) put it behind the TV and stuff like that. It's like, hey, that's understandable. You're right. You're right. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Last bit and the biggest news. Uh, There is a journalist, Jason Schreier. Hopefully I didn't uh, butcher that name. He works for Kotaku. And he he put out an article basically saying, what went wrong with Anthem? I'm going to do a quick history for anyone that doesn't know. BioWare uh, is the company that makes incredible games. They made the Mass Effect series and Dragon Age and some other real key series. Very much known for their single-player games, very much known for their stories and uh, player choice. You get to be a good guy or a bad guy, choose all your dialogue, and choose who you're going to adventure with, all this stuff. So that's who BioWare is. Now, Bioware has uh, made this game called Anthem, which is one of those games, like I was talking about before, like a Destiny-style game, which is uh, more less story-focused, more to keep people playing and hopefully get some, uh, you know, loops in to make you pay money to open boxes or whatever to get new loot and that sort of stuff. Uh, it's this big, like you're in these big mech suits on a foreign planet. Shooting up aliens and stuff. Uh, it came out and it got royally panned by a lot of players and critics alike. And so he released this article. Sort of, he did a lot of deep diving and speaking to people people at Bioware and figure out what the hell went wrong. You know, this is such a, a, a such a strong company that has had such a strong history, and how did they screw up so hard? And it was uh, it was illuminating. Did you read it?
0: I read about four pages of it and then i i had to stop because it was depressing
1: yeah uh again i'll try to be concise but basically ea purchased bioware a number of years ago and uh how do i get into this without getting in too deep in the weeds uh So, every game is made on, like, a game engine, of course, and EA doesn't want to pay someone else to use their game engine. So, they have this Frostbite engine that was used to make Battlefield games. Well, that Frostbite engine is very good at making Battlefield games, and that's it. But EA has since forced every company under their banner to use this engine. So, BioWare, it's, like, one of the big complaints. That's, like... Number one with a bullet, what made this whole thing a problem and had a trickle-down effect was that they were forced to use this engine that is not good for making these types of games. But past that, it was just, like, bad decision after bad decision, and, like, the labor practices of it, it, like, really got kind of gross, like, forcing these people to work hours. Like, literally one of the women said that they would just go into a room by themselves and cry because <laughs> it was so terrible and it was a whole lot of uh, a lot of higher-ups that uh like a lot of hurry up and wait attitude too mm-hmm. like number one element was this whole concept of flying like the idea was you're supposed to be in these kind of iron man like suits you'd get up in the air and fly around right well they decided that they just couldn't get that to work correctly. And the fact that in any video game, when you give the players the ability to fly anywhere, well now like, geez, you have to account for so much. So they brought them down to the ground and like, all right, let's take you flying out. And then the president of EA came in, played the game and said, this game is dog shit. <laughs> you need to completely <laughs> rework something like what is happening. So then they have to like shoehorn the flying back in And so then they, like, get this tiny little slice where you can kind of fly, and then he's like, yep, that's it, let's make this game. Meanwhile, at E3, they had this huge elaborate demo of, like, the guy jumping off this thing and flying around, but none of these promises can be made anymore. Oh, God, it was a mess. It was a terrible, terrible mess. And now he just released another article saying, like, hey, they announced Dragon Age. What's the state of Dragon Age? And that was going to be this whole, like, small-scale heist really replayable like based on choices and now it's like
0: going to be one of those games again. <laughs>
1: it's going to be
0: it's just another dragon age game
1: no 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 it's not even another dragon age game it's an anthem game it's oh, like a, a... loot based oh, gotcha. go out into the Jeez, world to get it's... loot game. so yeah They're it's really really fumbling. sad as an old and uh you know i was talking to Launchno about this and it is like it's so strange because we're both in this kind of like Looking for that big meaty game to sink your teeth into mm-hmm. and it would be like that would be a bioware game right now coming out, or you know like a witcher or something like that, yeah, and there hasn't been one of those, and it's been a weird like transition period, and I don't know if the companies are just scared of uh uh you know new systems coming out and they're getting amped up for that
0: or something, yeah, that makes sense
1: but uh yeah it's a, it was it was a real disappointment, um I think you had mentioned that. I don't know, like some work stuff. Kind of echoed in one of those articles or yeah. something. Yeah, not to get too into too
0: into it, but yeah, it, that, I had to stop because I was like, this is all way too familiar.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. I just it's it's a, it's it really sucks because you know it's it's a real push and pull of you know you want those games as the player. Yeah, you want the best thing you can possibly get, but at the same time, as a human being you want other workers out there to not have to like die just to give you something that you want.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I would suggest anyone that's really interested in the, in the industry at all to really look up that article and, and, and take a look at it. It's it's uh,
0: well-written and it's just super long and very dark and depressing.
1: Yeah. But that's all I got. That's the news. That's the news.
0: Um, good. Well, thanks everyone for listening again to our, lovely voices are scotch filled voices one day um <laughs>
1: we can only hope
0: we, we can only, only hope that one day we'll like it <laughs> one day i'll like scotch and i'll drink it on my patio watching my kids play in the backyard um <laughs> smoking a cigar smoking a cigar for some reason um if y'all want us to talk about anything uh or if you have any questions you can email us at joeblow at Joe com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at joeblowgamer. Um, and we will catch you next time. Adios.